Mid-America's most trusted source for news. KMOX. At 5.03, we have clouds again in 29 degrees downtown at the Arch. I'm Maria Kina. Our top story this hour, we want to check back in with Roger Brand just to see how the commute home is ending up this evening in the michaelsflooringoutlet.com traffic center. Roger. Well, it's still pretty tough right now, Maria. In fact, I heard police uh, say a few minutes ago they were going to reopen westbound 70 at Wright City, but they haven't done it yet. It's still a solid jam westbound 70, pretty much right at Wentzville Parkway. The North Service Road's been a mess because that's the only option for folks, really. And it's uh, backed up, believe it or not, all the way back around Forestell, getting out to Wright City. And then it has to continue from that point all the way out to Warrington, where you can finally reenter the highway. But there's still, I believe, a closure of westbound 70 just west of the Warrington roundabout, if I'm not mistaken. And eastbound 70 still jammed from uh, the Herman exit uh, in New Florence and there, Highway 19 eastbound backed up just crawling all the way into Warrington as well. Westbound 44 is another place where traffic is crawling from 270 out through the entire hill. It's just bumper to bumper through there. North 270 looks like we have a crash near Ledoux. It's backed up near 64. Southbound 55 still jams uh, Imperial through M where we had an earlier wreck and backed up north of Z. There was a crash just south of Z and in Metro East. looks like we got trouble on 5570 right at about 157. There's a jam eastbound back through 255 and westbound 5570 is jammed uh, midway back to 159 at this time as well. I'm Roger Brand in the Michaels Flooring Outlet.com Traffic Center. And the winter weather advisory in effect until 6. They extended that. We'll get the complete forecast coming up with Dave Murray after the news. A bill putting the St. Louis Firefighter Pension Program under control of the old systems board receives final passage by the Board of Aldermen today. 11 I votes and 3 no votes. That's an important veto-proof majority as the legislation is opposed by St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones. She and others argue the bill would give control of the St. Louis Firefighter Pension to the state. Alderman Tom Oldenburg called that untrue. Local control is not a concern. This board bill simply states, as I'm going to refer back to my opening statement, we're putting workers in charge of their own financial destiny. The old pension board is comprised of appointees by local officials and local firemen. Alderman Oldenburg has previously passed similar legislation, but it was vetoed by Mayor Jones and the board did not have the votes to override that veto. Jones is expected to veto this version of the legislation. Sean Malone, KMOX News. You don't get to scapegoat the victims of this shooting when you are actively blocking gun violence prevention legislation. Congresswoman Cori Bush chastising Republicans on the House floor. So to the Missouri Republicans who are pointing their finger at the people of Kansas City, Missouri and calling them thugs, gotta get better vocabulary. This blood is on your hands. Bush called the Republicans' allegiance to the NRA absolutely shameful and said Missouri needs them to act now to pass common sense gun legislation. We will be asking everyone to contact their lawmakers and work for change. That's Tara Bennett. She's a volunteer with Moms Demand Action, holding a rally tomorrow in Kansas City to bring attention to the need for common gun gun legislation. So why will it be different this time? We've already seen just now that the Missouri State Legislature has scrapped two bills that would have loosened our gun laws even further in Missouri that were up for debate this year. And I'm hoping that's just the tip of the iceberg. The rally is from 3 to 4 in Washington Square Park on Pershing in Kansas City and is open to everyone. Meanwhile, Missouri House Speaker Dean Plocker has released a statement on the Kansas City mass shooting. The turn of events, he says, in Kansas City this week 
were horrific and tragic, and we grieve the loss of life and offer our thoughts and prayers to those who have suffered and lost their lives. Our hearts go out to the victim's family and the loved ones and to all of those affected by this terrible event. The investigations are still unfolding at this time, so we will withhold any greater comments until more details emerge. And Speaker Plucker emphasized that last statement. Well, following Wednesday's tragedy, the Kansas City Chiefs have partnered with the United Way to create an emergency fund for the community. The fund is meant to support the victims and their families, violence prevention, and first responders. Many of the folks have been injured, they're young children. They are folks with limited means. And so you have families that are reeling from conflict and and, and strife at this moment. They're having, obviously, racking up medical bills and all sorts of other types of um, challenges. United Way Kansas City President Chris Rossum says the fund is the organization's way of turning outrage into action. The fund has raised more than two hundred thousand dollars so far. Tiffany Jackson, KMOX News. The state of Illinois and Cook County is committing $250 million to a joint funding plan for asylum seekers. The money will help ensure shelter and health care services remain available for seekers sent to Chicago from the Texas border. Governor J.B. Pritzker and the Cook County board president are leading the effort to help close the budget gap in asylum seeker response. Governor Pritzker says with thousands of asylum seekers continuing to come to Chicago in desperate need of support and with Congress continuing to refuse to act, it is clear that the state, county and city will have to do more to keep people safe. And in the KMOX business desk, it's definitely an event for the soccer faithful. This morning was the big reveal of St. Louis City's new away kit for the season dubbed the Confluence Kit. That's a really, really cool um, piece of, of fashion that you'll be able to purchase in the dawn. Lee Broughton, City Chief's brand architect, says there's a big event tomorrow at the Armory where fans can purchase the kits and it is open to the public. Well, if you've heard of thunder during a snowstorm, apparently it happened today. We might not all have heard it. You are not going crazy. Meteorologist Lydia Jaja says a lot of factors have to be in place for thunder and lightning to be a part of a snowstorm. You need really good um, forcing and cooling um, in the upper levels so that way um, storms can grow upscale and produce lightning. Thundersnow was reported in southeast Missouri from Crawford County through Randolph County. Moms Demand Action volunteer Tara Bennett tells X in advance of tomorrow's Saturday, that's Saturday's rally, she is encouraged by the Missouri lawmakers' role about making some efforts to make some gun changes. So we went in depth with her and asked her about it. In the past, we, we've seen these mass shootings like this, even though this one was a little bit different in that it was apparently two groups or groups that were upset with each other. But we've seen it happen before and calls immediately for common sense gun legislation and nothing ever happens. What will make it different this time? We've already seen just now that the Missouri state legislature has scrapped two bills that would have loosened our gun laws even further in Missouri that were up for debate this year. 
and I'm hoping that's just the tip of the iceberg, and perhaps we can start to enact real change. And at the federal level? At the federal level, we have passed the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, and there is a a wish that our kids do not have to live like this, that it's our youngest generation that has lived with this their entire lives, and everyone is recognizing how ridiculous and infuriating that is. Talk to me about what those two laws are that you say in Jefferson City that they went ahead and backed off of. One law would have loosened the concealed carry regulations and allowed concealed carry in places of worship and on public transportation. And the other law would have exempted firearms and ammunition sales from sales tax. We don't even exempt personal feminine hygiene products from sales tax, but we would exempt guns. Now, was that bipartisan support there? That right now we have a Republican supermajority. So what the Republican Party says goes in our state legislature. It certainly has been opposed by most of the Democrats in the Missouri General Assembly. However, it was Representative Patterson from the Kansas City area who just announced uh, that those two bills, this isn't the time for those bills to be heard, and those bills will not be continued to be put forward. You mentioned about the fact of children having to go through this. I mean, and now we see where it doesn't matter where it is. It, it can happen any place, in a church, in a, in a large gathering, in schools. And we continue to see this happen time after time after time, but no real change happens. What, what makes you think something is different this time? I don't know if I can say I think something's different, but I can hope something's different, at least in our state. I can't speak for the entire country because you're right. We see this again and again and again, and our children should not have to go through this. Firearms are now the leading cause of children and youth in this country, and no country is even close. No country else in the world of our peer countries has it in the top four cause of death. We are unique and an outlier, and it's time for change. Tell me when you hear a lot of common sense gun legislation, what does that mean to your group? What, what, is that, what would you like to see from, come from that? We would like to see universal background checks on all gun sales. We would like to see extreme risk protection orders where if family or law enforcement sees someone as a risk to themselves or others, they can go to a judge and ask for guns to temporarily be removed from someone. That would have stopped the school shooting that happened just last year in St. Louis. We think that all domestic abusers should not have access to firearms. And that isn't, while that's a federal law, misdemeanor of domestic abusers, uh, convicted of domestic abusers in Missouri are still allowed to have firearms. So we need to close that loophole as well. And we need safe storage. We need responsible gun owners to lock their guns up so they can't be stolen and used in criminal or harmful action. One of the things that we that we frequently hear with this is about the common sense gun legislation. 
is that it takes away people's Second Amendment rights, and, and that's what they are concerned about, that guns are going to be taken away. But that's not what you're asking for. Absolutely not. I'm a military spouse and a gun owner. I have zero desire to remove people's weapons. What I want is what most Americans, what polls show that a vast majority of Americans want. Background checks, extreme risk protection orders, safe storage, things that responsible gun owners are doing anyway. And I think another thing that's a lot of concern to people, and certainly in the St. Louis area and urban areas, is the fact that there is um, no rule on open carrying, and and teens can do it as well. And I know they've tried to push through legislation on that to at least get that, where the city has some control of it, the urban areas. But the legislature doesn't seem, um, you know, very open to that. Well, you bring up two points. The first is the open carry legislation, and that was actually, there was a bill proposed in last year's General Assembly that was voted down on a straight party line vote that would have prohibited those under the age of 18 from open carrying. These youths who were open carrying in Kansas City, before they got into a gunfight, it was legal for them to carry. The second issue is preemption. Our urban areas face different challenges than our rural areas. And our urban areas need to be able to make laws that are uh, unique and address the unique situations that they have that perhaps our rural counterparts do not have. 